This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, it was a tight vote, but senators moved to amend Bill C-234. Kevin Hirsch with SaskAgToday.com provides a report on farm equipment costs. The Canadian Grain Commission released canola crop stats for Western Canada and a format change for next month's crop production show in Saskatoon. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Senators voted for an amendment to Bill C-234 last night to not have propane and natural gas used to heat barns exempt from the carbon tax. The vote was slim, 40 to 39 to be exact. Senator David Wells was disappointed as he says it's the Senate's job to make operations in the food industry less expensive, not more, because food isn't a luxury. Wells was asked what may have led to some senators changing their minds on the exemption. Over the weekend, there was significant pressure from ministers and the prime minister, even I'm told by colleagues who received phone calls that the prime minister called them asking them to agree with his program of, you know, ensuring there were no more carve outs to the carbon tax. He went on to say senators are not supposed to be subjected to pressure from outside sources. The whole concept is you're not supposed to be subject to pressure from outside because you don't have to be re-elected like the members of the House of Commons. And we respect that process for for the members of the House of Commons. So, yeah, the whole idea is to not succumb to pressure, to vote your conscience, to vote what's best for the people of the province or of the region you represent. So that's what it says, that people are still, still subject to pressure. That's disappointing. Wells explained what happens to the bill now. Obviously, the bill is still alive, but the exemption for those who have burns, which are, you know, cattle, poultry, hogs, greenhouses, fairly significant chunk of Canada's food industry, they are not exempt from the carbon tax. The only ones that are now exempt or may be now exempt under the amended bill are those who perform on-farm grain drying, which is also significant, but it doesn't help the hog farmers or the cattle farmers who need to keep their livestock warm in the winter and, and cool in the summer. Wells says a lot of farmers have already reached out to him asking if there's anything that can be done. Obviously, he's wait till the next election, uh, put the Conservatives in power, and there will be no carbon tax. The bill now heads back to the House of Commons for debate, but officials say it's most likely going to die by process. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is a report from the chief agricultural editor of saskagtoday.com on farm equipment costs. 
We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. There's more evidence of just how quickly farm equipment costs have escalated. This report from Kevin Hirsch, Chief Agricultural Editor with SaskAgToday.com. Manitoba Agriculture updates its farm machinery guide every two years. To come up with custom and rental rates for equipment, they need all the new price values. A new farm machinery guide has just been generated with much more detail than past editions. The farm management specialists working on the guide note a much faster rate of price increase than for previous editions. Over the two years since the last guide, medium-sized front-wheel assist tractors are up by 35%. The price of large four-wheel drive tractors is up 28% with class 9 combines up 27%. Large seed drills with independent openers are up 62% from two years ago. However, some of that increase can be attributed to ever larger and more complex seed carts. Options on equipment can greatly add to the cost. The resulting custom and rental rates in the guide are highly dependent on hours of use and field efficiency. The guide is meant as a tool to help set rates from neighbor to neighbor or within a family working together. It's a cost-based calculation and may not reflect the rates for those who do custom work as a business. The Farm Machinery Guide is available on the Manitoba Agriculture website. In January, printed editions will be available at Manitoba Agriculture Service Centers and trade shows like Ag Days. Meanwhile, a market analyst with the Alberta government has examined basic shop charges for repairs to farm equipment by a qualified mechanic. In the last five years, the average annual increase has been 4.1%. This year, from January to the end of October, the increase for 2023 stands at 7.5%, the highest spike in a decade. Shop rates in the Alberta analysis are now above $160 an hour. A shortage of skilled labor, increased wages, inflation, interest rates, utility prices, and lease costs have all contributed. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. On the other side of the break, we have today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94. Keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. You're listening to Saskag Today. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. An amendment to remove barn and greenhouse heating from a bill that would exempt certain farm fuels from the carbon price was passed yesterday in the Senate by a narrow margin. The amendment, put forward by Senator Pierre Dalfond, passed by one vote. Forty senators voted yes, 39 voted no, and none abstained. It amends Bill C-234, a private member's bill designed to exempt farm fuels for grain drying, barn and greenhouse heating from the price on carbon. The bill, once it has been read for a third time in the Senate, will return to the House of Commons to be debated again. 
Conservatives have accused the Liberal government of running interference on the bill. Conservative agriculture critic John Barlow suggested the Liberals had appointed five new senators to bolster votes against the bill. Two newcomers and an incumbent have been elected to the Sask Marley Board of Directors. Four candidates were vying for three positions on the producer board. The newly elected directors are Chad Ferguson of Nakem, Gord Mollenbeck of Engelfeld, and incumbent director Matt Enns of Rosthern. A record total of 1,659 votes were cast, 917 via paper ballots, and 742 submitted electronically. Directors will assume their roles at the Sask Marley Annual General Meeting on Tuesday, January 9th at the Western Development Museum in Saskatoon. The Baltic Dry Index, or BDI, a major indicator of bulk shipping rates, has climbed sharply higher over the past few weeks to hit its highest level in 18 months. The BDI is compiled by the London-based Baltic Exchange and provides an assessment of the price of moving major raw materials by sea. The overall BDI includes subsectors for the different classes of ocean vessels, including Cape Size, Panamax and Supramax. It's often seen as a leading indicator of global economic activity. Restrictions moving through the Panama Canal were behind some of the rise in freight rates, with congestion issues at Brazilian ports compounding the issue, according to industry reports. Winter weather causing unloading delays in Europe and China were another factor, while recent attacks on several vessels in the Red Sea were raising concerns over movement through the Suez Canal. French Parliament has passed a law to protect farmers from complaints from neighbours about noise or stench from agricultural activities to stop abusive lawsuits from former city dwellers who bought houses in the countryside. The bill, put forward by ruling majority MP Nicole Lapie and supported by President Emmanuel Macron's centrist government, was approved 78 votes to 12 on Monday and will now proceed to the Senate. French governments have long courted farmers, an influential sector that Paris ignores at its peril. The country has a history of conflicts between former city dwellers buying country houses and then complaining about rooster crowing, dogs barking, the noise of agricultural machinery, or the smell of manure. BFM-TV reported that nearly 500 farmers are currently facing lawsuits from neighbours taking issue with noise or smells emanating from their farms. Australia's winter crop production likely beat earlier expectations, but will still be down considerably compared to the record large production in recent years. That's according to the latest crop report from the Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Sciences. Total 2023-24 winter crop production in Australia at an estimated 46.1 million metric tonnes was up from the September estimate of 45.2 million tonnes, but still 33% off the record highs hit last year. The national winter crop harvest was reportedly progressing earlier and at a much faster pace than in recent years. The earlier start to harvest reflects hot and dry finishing conditions in Queensland, northern New South Wales, South Australia and Western Australia. 
However, much of eastern Australia recorded significant rainfall totals in late November of this year, which delayed harvest operations in the region and likely led to reduced quality of unharvested crops. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, looking at the forecast, at least for the short term, the temperature is going to be quite nice. Yeah, we're coming out of the morning uh, with temperatures getting above freezing. We'll be around 4 this afternoon. And most of us are not going to get back below freezing. We'll get to it down to around zero. But a very mild weather pattern right now. And so far, pretty tranquil. That begins to change tomorrow where we're watching our next storm system encroaching. And it looks like it's really going to wind up with some uh, precipitation. First of all, it'll be snow because temperatures tomorrow, again, are above freezing. We'll be up to around 4 degrees in the afternoon. But the storm system will be deepening as it tracks well to our south. The center of the storm is dropping barely into the southwestern corner of Saskatchewan and then across into Montana and North Dakota. But the moisture is going to feed around it and really get pulled back around the storm as the cold air filters in. It's the, it's the backlash of, of uh, precipitation more so than anything on the front end. So a little bit of rain tomorrow afternoon. By the end of the day, into the evening, that rain starts to become heavy. But that's when the temperature begins to fall. We drop off from 4 tomorrow afternoon to minus 4 tomorrow night. That will change rain very quickly over to likely a very heavy, slushy, wet snow which will accumulate through the night and continue to accumulate as increasingly less wet snow, more of just a typical heavy snowfall through the day on Friday. It'll be uh, mainly during the morning, a couple of quick additional centimeters, and then the snow will wind down for the afternoon, but significant blowing too. The wind will be up as this cold air comes in behind the storm system, 25 to 45 kilometers per hour on Friday afternoon. As the temperature holds steady, then drops to minus 7 it will be quieting down, but staying uh, in those minus mid-single numbers Saturday and Sunday, both days, partly sunny, both days, highs near minus four. Thank you very much, Phil. Looking at uh, around the province, or rather, I should say, getting my order mixed up, normal highs for the period, minus seven, normal lows, minus 18. Sun rose at 8.43 this morning, and the sun will set at around 4.55 late this afternoon. Now looking around the province, Estevan is at 6 degrees, Swift Current 9, Saskatoon plus 1, Weyburn 4, and Yorkton 3 degrees. No wonder I was excited to get to the temperatures around the province because they're in the positive. The warm spot in Saskatchewan, meantime, is in Maple Creek once again. Today they're at 14.6 degrees. The cool spot in Stony Rapids at just minus 4. In Regina, it's a sunny sky, south-southwest wind at 5 kilometers an hour, humidity at 83%, temperature plus 2 or 36 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.1 and rising. In Moose Jaw, it's partly cloudy, south-southeast wind at 8 kilometers an hour, temperature 5 degrees. Again in Regina, sunshine, south-southwest wind at 5, temperature 2 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. 
This portion of SaskAg today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Oil content in the western Canadian canola crop is improving after the drought year of 2021. The following numbers are based on the 1,748 canola samples submitted by producers to the Canadian Grain Commission. This year, the average canola oil content in Saskatchewan was 43.9%, compared to 41.9% in 2022 and 41.1% in 2021. Alberta and B.C. are pegged at 43.8% in 2023, 42.6% in 2022, and 41.6 in 2021. Manitoba had 43% in 2023, 42% in 2022, and 41.1% in 2021. Veronique Barthe is a Canadian Grain Commission research scientist. It's not maybe as excellent as what we used to have, but it's way better than what we have over the last two years. And I think we still don't have a good understanding of the effect of the smoke on the crop. But I, I really believe that the school night in July actually was one of the things that pushed the quality of the crop the way it is this year. The smoke Barthe referred to was forest fire smoke that was prevalent over much of the prairies, especially Alberta. The cooler nights in July helped canola recover during the crucial flowering stage. The minimum temperature is less than 10 degrees Celsius at night. And I think this is the reason why actually we have very high oil content this year compared to last year, because the whole July month was very cold during the night for most of the prairies. And, and that's play a big role because the canola had the time to recover from the day temperature during the night. Barthe is concerned about the declining number of canola samples submitted by producers over the past four years. There were 1,748 samples, as mentioned, in Western Canada this year, compared to 1,895 last year, 1,969 in 2021, and 2,464 in 2020. She notes there were no samples in one region of southwest Saskatchewan, likely due to the severe drought. South of Saskatchewan, there is an area, there is no sample this year, which is kind of an issue because when uh, the Canola Council is thinking about expanding to the brown zone, there is not enough sample to really look at the quality of what is produced in the brown zone. And that's something that's going to be important. So. If people have an idea about how we can promote the average survey and get more samples from the producer, um, that will be great. Veronique Barthe is a Canadian Grain Commission research scientist. She presented a report on the 2023 canola crop at the Canola Industry Day conference yesterday in Calgary. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town number yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Western Canadian Crop Production Show will introduce a new three-day format next month in Saskatoon. Traditionally, the Crop Production Show at Prairieland Park runs from noon to six on Monday and then continues on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Next month, though, the Crop Production Show will run Tuesday, January 9th, Wednesday, January 10th, and Thursday, January 11th. Leanne Hurlbert, the Agriculture Manager at Saskatoon Prairie Lamb Park, explains what the decision means for exhibitors and event-goers. It just means that a, a good chunk of them will be moving in until the Monday instead of on the weekend. So it just gave them a little bit less time of uh, staffing on the weekends, that kind of thing. A lot of our exhibitors are local, but there are quite a few that do come in from out of town. And, um, and this, even with our flight issues and things here, it was easier for them to get flights in on the Monday. Getting in on the weekend sometimes is difficult, that kind of thing. So there's so many changes in the whole environment around in Canada now that we have to go with the times. She says Prairieland Park will be full of exhibitors. Yeah, we have 335 exhibitors, and they will be filling a 1,000 exhibit spaces in the buildings, which is great. We are full with a waiting list. We also are adding our Innovation Award this year. So we will have the top three that have applied out of our exhibitors featured in our information theater on Thursday, January 11th at 10.30 in the morning. So they'll each make a presentation on their innovative product. Leanne Hurlbert is the Agriculture Manager at Saskatoon Prairieland Park. The Western Canadian Crop Production Show next month will move from a three-and-a-half-day to a three-day format. That's Tuesday, January 9th, Wednesday, January 10th, and Thursday, January 11th. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next on the other side of the break is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Durham is down $7.35 to $4.5903 a metric ton. Canola is down $2.80 to $6.1862. Number one red spring wheat is up $1.45 at $3.2765. at $3.2765. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley at 262.58, chickpeas 1168.44, flax 631.04, lentils 797.50, oats 296.32, yellow peas 391.05, and feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is unchanged at $7.39 a bushel. Coming up next is today's Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes. 
This is a micro report for the Assiniboia Livestock Auction for the week of November 29th. D1 or 2 cows were $1.20 to $1.36. D3 cows $1 to $1.20. Canner cows $0.80 cents to $1. Butcher bulls $1.25 to $1.40. And heiferets were $1.70 to $2.05. We did not have a calf sale that week. I'm surprised that cow and bull prices held up as well as they did. They're not as high as they were six weeks ago. But there has been a million of them on the market, too. Every auction market has been plugged solid with them, some places selling 1,500 to 2,000 cull cows per sale. If you look at the big picture, there are only two major packing plants in Western Canada. They are overwhelmed with cows. As a result, some of the finished or fat cattle are getting pushed off as for as much as six weeks. As a result of that, some of the feedlots cannot lay in as many feeder cattle as they would like because the fat cattle are not moving out, cause and effect. Do you think all of this affects the price of cattle? Quite a conundrum. But come mid-January, we'll, it will be a runaway again. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting. And here are the latest pork prices. Bill Alford with the Hams Market Comment here for Tuesday, December 5th. Ham sold 9,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of $175 to $192 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,700 head, selling in a range of $174 to $193 per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are down, selling in the range of 42 to 49 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices close lower. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down 18 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3541. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.67 cents U.S. Unofficial estimates ahead of the quarterly hogs and pigs report are starting to trickle out, with Steiner Consulting expecting a 1.3 to 1.5% reduction in the breeding herd announced in December. This estimate takes the sow unit closures and other liquidation initiatives into account. They also note that productivity gains since the pandemic could offset any herd reductions when actual pork production is considered. Uncertainty around full implementation of Proposition 12, Question 3, and other animal confinement legislation in other states, not yet on the books, will be negative for overall demand. The only question is to what degree. Like us, they suggest that the lagging impacts of inflation have yet to be fully felt, which could also be a drag on aggregate demand. Domestic and global live hog supplies are now and will continue to be tighter than a year ago until the industry rebalances itself. This is supportive, but producers think this will lead to unprecedented demand for U.S. or Canadian pork should keep those expectations in check. There are significant non-tariff barriers in the EU and actual tariff barriers in China. Simply put, they don't want it, at least not today. That does not mean there will not be opportunities developing elsewhere, but directly shipping vast quantities of pork to those markets is not unlikely in the short term. The outlook is for better pricing in 2024 relative to 2023, but not for a repeat of 2021 or 2022. Coming up next is the Resource Report. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. It's the Sask Ag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The Bank of Canada is holding its key interest rates steady at 5% in its last decision of the year. The central bank says it's encouraged by evidence that higher rates are helping bring inflation down, with inflation easing to 3.1% in October. Today marks the third time in a row the central bank has opted to hold its key rates steady, and many forecasters expect its next move will be lowering rates. But the Bank of Canada warns that if it's necessary, its governing council remains prepared to raise rates further. Imports 
fell and exports made a small gain as Canada's merchandise trade surplus in October grew to $3 billion. Statistics Canada says that compares to a revised surplus of $1.1 billion in September. The agency says imports of metal and non-metallic mineral products dropped 14.7% and motor vehicles and parts moved down 5.8%. But exports of aircraft and other transportation equipment and parts gained 15%, offset by a 1.2% drop in exports of energy products and a 3.5% decline in basic and industrial chemical, plastic and rubber products. Turning our attention to the markets now, the TSX is down 8 points at 20,367. The Dow is up 23 points to 36,147. Oil is down $2.56 at $69.36 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is trading at 73.60 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Egg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Wednesday's edition of Sask Egg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.